0: It's a great day to smash the patriarchy and tell incredible stories of amazing women. I'm Carissa.
1: And I'm Elise, and welcome to Riveting Rosie's podcast. Now I'm going to let you know, after we finished our recording last week on our episode on Heart, I told Carissa I don't know how I was going to be able to follow that up because that was so good, and it's kind of hard to live up to that, but I've got a very different Avenue we're going to pursue and I think you're going to like it just as much because it totally ties in to some very current events as in like on Tuesday history repeated itself for the first time in 40 years and I'm really excited to talk about it so on October 24th of 2023 which is literally like three days ago Women and non binary people in Iceland went on a full day strike to protest gender based violence and to call for pay equality. And this 2023 mass strike calls to mind the 1975 Icelandic women's strike. Now previously we did actually talk about this in our episode where we covered Vigdís Finnbogadóttir as the first female president of Iceland and we we kind of touched on it and really this Icelandic women's strike of 1975 paved the way for Vigdís to Become to be elected as the first president. And so I thought with the fact that we're seeing, again, like history literally repeat itself before our very eyes, now is a good time to go back and talk about that. So prior to 1975, Icelandic women earned less than 60% of what their male counterparts earned in their jobs outside the home. And as we, excuse me, as we know, women in the home were of course underappreciated, undervalued, not compensated appropriately. Kind of same nonsense, different day, but especially bad in this time frame. So as we've discussed previously on the Riveting Roses podcast, the United Nations declared 1975 as the International Women's Year. And so there's different events that are being planned all across the globe to commemorate the important accomplishments and contributions of women. And so a representative from an Icelandic group called Red Stockings, which is a radical feminist organization, suggested a full-day strike in Iceland to, and this is a quote from Wikipedia, to demonstrate the indispensable work of women for Iceland's economy and society and to protest wage discrepancy and unfair employment practices. Now, in order to not upset the fragile egos of men and the patriarchy, it was decided that they needed to brand the event as Women's Day Off. And so this was done for a couple different reasons, like I said, to not get people super upset about this, but also to try and engage people, like as many people as possible to participate in this. And also, women who were a part of strikes could have been fired so by branding it very intentionally as a women's day off they couldn't be fired for taking the day off so that's why they called it women's day off and so once they basically decided this they then got to work basically spreading the word and planning it and so they selected october 24th 1975 as the date they were going to do this they you know again started spreading the word they got different media organizations on board so that they could tell the stories and really demonstrate and really better visualize just how much this was a problem in Icelandic society. So particularly the rampant gender discrimination and pay gap. So again, the more they talk about this, the more that people are interested in, the more likely that people are going to participate in this and then actually get some long-standing change to come out of this. So on October 24th of 1975, 90% of women in Iceland did not go to work. They did not do anything around the house. And they did not do anything that was associated with child care. And instead, these women gathered and they marched. And of the 95, excuse me, 90% of Icelandic women, around 25,000 women gathered in Iceland's capital, Reykjavik, for a rally that included several speakers. And during this rally, they also discussed potential solutions with each other on how to achieve true gender equality in the workplace. And this is really of note, so remember this 25,000 number, because the total population of Iceland was only about 220,000 people.
0: Literally over a tenth of their population.
1: And literally a tenth of their population gathered in the nation's capital on this one day as part of a mass strike women's day off to protest this. So this is like, if literally, I don't even know what state to compare this to, like I think Texas would be too big, but it'd be like if an entire state just up and then marched on the capital of the United States, like in Washington, DC, this is enormous, all in the nation's capital, which is so crazy. Um, one of the things I hadn't heard previously is that they had a whole ass theme album of songs.
0: Incredible.
1: Written specifically for this day. It released on October 24th. And so this album is called Afram Stelpur, which means Onward Girls. And they had several songs, but one that I really was like, yes please, was called Onward Girls, Freedom is Within Reach. And oh, they Bimp. have even like a video of this on YouTube. There's Incredible. a group of these women who are up on stage singing it. And of course, like, I don't understand the words, but I understand the feelings behind <laughs> it. And it makes me I understand the meaning. Excited. Right? You can see the passion, the excitement, the fervor with which they are performing this song. I mean, like... I think feminine rage is a language that is understood no matter the language that you actually speak. A feminine and rage this is, is universal. It's true. It's true. This March and this Women's Day Off was obviously a massive success. Many fathers brought their children into work because there were no women at home to take care of the children. And employers prepared for this day by buying snacks and like coloring paper for the children to keep them occupied when they came into work. Apparently, like entire fisheries closed down because the workers were all women. And so there are some businesses that straight up just like didn't operate on that day, which is pretty crazy. There were stores that ran out of sausages. And at first when I heard this, I was like, I don't really understand what this means. But what it meant, because sausages are relatively easy to cook, that all these dads and all these men went to the store to buy something easy to cook for their children, like boiling hot dogs or whatever, and like they bought the whole stores out because they were like, well, we don't know what else to cook, so we're just going to make sausages for the children. Again, which I thought was quite, quite... It tickled me very much. Now, in the aftermath of this women's day off... The very next year, Icelandic Parliament passed a law that guaranteed equal pay. So this was just one step towards their eventual goal of why they did all of this. Now, even better is that the effects of Women's Day Off continued to influence improved employment practices in Iceland. And five years later, in 1980... Vigdis Finnbogadóttir was elected president of Iceland, becoming the world's first democratically elected woman leader of a country. See Snaps episode for 73 Vigdus. for more on this amazing Rosie. Now, Icelandic Women's Day Off has been celebrated, I think, every 10 years on October 24th by women leaving the workplace early. So they don't completely go off work, but they leave early. And what I didn't understand at first, I had to do a little more digging into this, is that the minutes early that they leave is representative of when, like, if they were truly paid the same amount as men, they leave at the time that they have achieved their, like, whatever they're actually paid.
0: So I, Right. So if they only make like 75% of a man's 100%, then they, they only like work 75%, 75% of, the percent of the day is done. I gotcha.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so they have shifted over time as they've done these kind of like repeat, you know, walk, like early walkouts. They've changed the minutes because they're getting closer and closer to progress, like closer and closer to equality, but we're still not there yet. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was interesting, and I really haven't heard this previously is that strikes have actually increased in frequency over the last few years in Iceland. Hmm. In 2016, strikers who did the early walkout participated in a Viking thunderclap outside the... As- I'll, I'll get I'm there, don't s- worry. <laughs> I am in. Don't worry, we'll get there. <laughs> outside the Icelandic Supreme National Parliament building. So my understanding, the reading that I did on the Viking thunderclap, we tend to see this more in like sporting events, but it's very appropriate for here. So it's basically, and I'm not going to do it here on the podcast because I'm probably going to blow somebody's eardrums out, but they all do this big clap at the same time. And then they they do it together and it has like chants that go along with it and okay. it increases in speed. But it's all like together, okay. together, together. And so it's really loud. It's honestly, it sounds very terrifying. And again, normally like they reserve it for football events or like e- soccer or, you know, like whatever we're talking about. But to imagine all of these women standing outside the White House, like basically the equivalent of the White House, or right. Congress. I think Congress or the Supreme is a Court. More appropriate here. Oh my God, could you imagine outside the Supreme Court just, whoom, oh, 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 chills. <laughs> just chills. <laughs> now, Women's Day Off, the OG Women's Day Off in 1975, has inspired other strikes globally, including. In 2016, the Black Monday strike in Poland, the international women's strikes in 2017 and 2018, and this year, like literally on Tuesday of this week as we record this episode, an estimated 100,000 people participated. In the twenty twenty three Women's Day Off, which was another actual like full day strike. And what's really notable here is that Prime Minister of Iceland, Katrine Jacob's daughter, participated, setting a goal for quote to achieve full gender equality in Iceland by 2030.
0: That is this
1: literally happened three days ago, Carissa.
0: That's incredible. Okay, so also since you said the previous strike was twenty five thousand people went on, like went to Reykjavik, like not Reykjavik, you know, yeah. so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so not even the entire population, but like ten percent of the population was at the capital. A mm-hmm. um, hundred and ten people were on strike this year in
1: twenty twenty three. Iceland's A thousand, population: one hundred and ten thousand people. Just to, clear, I'm sorry, what just did to they clarify. say? 110 people. Oh, I'm so- <laughs> it was way more than 110 people. I'm so sorry.
0: 110,000 people participated in the strike. Iceland's population, I just Googled for the year of 2023, is only 375,000 people. So this a is third like only a third country. of the population. Like, holy shit. Isn't That's incredible. That nice? Oh, also, it makes like, me so proud. Mad props to the country of Iceland for like repeated, immensely successful strike numbers. Like, I don't know how many you said, 90% of the workforce or of women in um, 90% the of the country, like women, you know, but like we don't really have an you know, we don't have a number at least like in the show notes, but we know that right, 5,000 right. people went to the capital. But a hundred like a third of the population striking in a day? That's One day. wild. Cause I did see one day, one of the accounts that I follow on Instagram, I did know that the strike happened this week. And mm-hmm. they did, in the caption, they did talk about, you know, this is reminiscent of the women's strike of 1975. That was, you know, like, pay equality and gender equality. And so I had read a little blurb about each of these events. And I they showed video footage from Reykjavik. And it's... Mm-hmm. There's so many people. Like, I would be curious... I'd be curious to know, comparatively... Back in 1975, they had, you know, 25,000 people go to the capital. Of the 110,000 people who went on strike this year, how many of them were in the capital? Like, just to compare numbers of, like, the rate, you know, like, was 10% there or was it more than 10%? Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. I think that'd
0: be very interesting to know.
1: I did a little more reading on kind of, like, Iceland and women in Iceland in general because... It's a little disheartening, just, like, week after week of what's happening over here in the U.S., to be like, oh, my God, like, literally the worst. And then you've got this, like, cool stuff happening over in Iceland. It's like, oh, oh my God. Sounds so great. (laughs) So, Iceland, I'm not saying always, but Iceland has been definitely much more progressive when it comes to women in politics, but also even just participating in elections. So like, I think it was 1915 is when Icelandic women were first permitted to vote. Not every woman had the right to vote, though, because some of that was dependent on like, I think, income status and even like property ownership. But that's changed over the years. And Iceland obviously had Our Lord and Lady Victus as the first democratically elected woman president of a country in the whole world. But what I also thought was interesting is that not this prime minister, but like one or two back, I think she was the first woman, like openly gay prime minister in the world, which is another huge thing as far as, again, like just representation in politics in general. And if I'm remembering correctly, the current prime minister, she may not be the youngest, but she is one of the youngest prime ministers, like, maybe ever. Like I said, maybe not the youngest, but she's definitely one of the younger prime ministers that has ever been you know, like, leaving a country or whatever. hmm And it was so interesting to kind of read back through some of those little tidbits of, like, they are light years ahead. They are light years ahead of where we're at. And it's, like, it's so cool. And I love, I love that journey for Iceland, <laughs> but I'm so jealous over here.
0: Love that journey for them. Hate that love it isn't the journey, the journey for, for me right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it was really cool to get to see that, and then again, like, there's pictures of the Prime Minister, and she's participating in this, you know, like, these protests, and it's like, oh my god, how cool is that?
0: <laughs> that is really cool. What a great job.
1: Thanks. This episode was much shorter than I was, um, hoping it would be.
0: (laughs) I mean, mine was also, like, mine was very long for
1: one of our episodes, so I feel
0: like it was, not that yours was extremely short, but I feel like mine was
1: extremely long, so it's kind of- I feel like the balance is a little off. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But
0: an important and significant event of incredible women. So, absolutely necessary,
1: nonetheless. I don't remember exactly when this podcast episode is going to come out, but we are around election season. And I know in Texas, like, we're we're not having a whole lot of, in in my area, we're not having a whole lot of, like, really big elections as far as, like, electing positions, but there's a lot of propositions that we're voting on this time. Mm. And so if this comes out before election day, this is our, our... you know like twice yearly or whatever reminder of your local elections your state elections are really important we're seeing this especially in texas um, and other parts of the country that these local elections matter a whole lot because those are the people that go on to be in positions of bigger power because that's kind of like the pipeline and so i would really encourage you Please get out there and vote. It is so so important. We cannot overstate how much of a big deal it is because these are the elections that whether or not we like to think about it are going to determine the eventual policies that take shape in our in our states and in our country right now. And it's really important. I know we don't have a Women's Day off happening in the United States, but this is a good start. And again, Hot dang it, it feels like the world is on fire a lot of times. It feels like Texas is sliding backwards, and it is frightening. But damn it, get out there and vote, friends. Please get out there and vote. (laughs) Are, Are you registered to vote here in Texas? I am. I am. Yes. Did you request your absentee ballot or what have you? I need to. Damn it, Carissa. Hurry up and do that. Like, okay. right after we finish recording this. Okay. <laughs> it's important!
0: Let me pull up the Google.
1: Mm. Yeah, we need to make our our date for voting. Adrian, and I usually go together. That's a fun little couples activity. It is a fun little couples thing! Because then we get to wait in line together, which is kind of nice, because then you don't have to, like... Go by yourself and you know. See everybody. (laughs) We should. You know what? We need to make a bigger thing out of it, though. Like, I think we need to go and get ice cream afterwards. I feel like that's a really important like. It's your civic duty. duty,
0: Right. It's like going to get a bagel and schmear after your pap smear. You get your schmear on schmear day. You're right.
1: You're right. I need some kind of, like, patriotic, civic-inspired ice cream flavor or something. I'll work on that. I'll let you know.
0: Please do. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could go to the mall and get, like, a pretzel, and it can be your patriotic pretzel.
1: You know what? I have a better idea. A cookie cake. Because then you can have icing that's, like, red, white, and blue. There you go. And I would much rather have one of those... Then I think a pretzel from the mall.
0: That's very fair.
1: Because then it's a little, like, sweet, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Or- Anyways, go vote, y'all. Yes, tell me. Tell me, tell me. You could get a slice of red velvet cake with cream
0: cheese icing, (gasps) and then you can just have, like, a little blue dot of icing put on there, so then you get red, Mm -hmm. white, and blue.
1: I do like the idea of, like like, a red velvet cupcake. That sounds really good. I like that a lot. All right, go vote, and then get yourself a little patriotic treat when you're done. And then get yourself a cupcake. (laughs) (laughs) So roll up those sleeves, and let's get to work.
0: Because everything's coming up, Rosie's.
1: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you want to add more rosiness to your day, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the riveting rosies.